1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish, proud that Fish Fest is coming back. Mark the date on your calendar. It's Saturday, August 19th, featuring Mercy Me, Matthew West, Mac Powell of Third Day, Andy Minio, and Jordan Feliz, and what better way to promote your church ministry, or business, then in front of thousands of people with a booth at Fish Fest on Saturday, El Rey's Reventone on Sunday, or at both events. Get noticed the weekend that people from all over the world will be joining us in Salem for the eclipse. And there's also the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast with Brian Chapel on October 10th, Secret Keeper Girl coming October 17th and 19th, Showing our girls how to be confident, well adjusted teenagers by getting started when they're still little girls. Connect with them in their tween years that are just crucial between 8 and 12 years old when they're still forming beliefs about things like friends, dating, sex, boys, body image, and true beauty. Just email Mike Lee at KPDQ.com to find out how you could have your very own booth at any or all of these events. That's Mike Lee at kpdq.com. And if you come to Fish Fest, maybe you'll meet some interesting people like Mike and Laurie Sheffield. Laurie, you may remember, is one of the founders of For the Joy of It, and she and Mike have gotten together to do their own ministry. It's Agape Marriage Ministry, and they are the leaders. They'll also be co-hosts of the brand new Agape Marriage Connection radio program, and you can find out more online at agapemarriage.org, which is spelled A-G-A-P-E, marriage dot O-R-G. So welcome, Mike and Lori Sheffield. How are you today?
2: Hey, Mike. Good to see you.
3: Great. You said that we've gotten together to do this show. We got together about 35 years ago, actually.
2: <laughs> That's so we true. have a lot of
1: preparation. <laughs> well, 35 years worth, at least. And you were telling me earlier on that you just got back from celebrating your 35th anniversary. So congratulations, did you, you do anything special to just celebrate your years together?
2: We did. We went on a cruise to Alaska. Our actual our anniversary isn't until August sixth, but my birthday was July fifth, so we did a combined deal. And so, yeah, we it was super super fun. We went on a cr- cruise with uh, Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living, and um, it was fun. Actually. It was amazing,
1: but, amazing, amazing state we have up yeah. in Alaska. Yeah. So, what stood out more? Just God's country up there in the epic beauty that is Alaska, or was it the company that you went with?
2: Oh, for sure. The well,
1: <laughs> that's a loaded question. It was, <laughs>
2: the, it was the company.
3: It was the company I went with. I, um, but the beauty, the beauty of Alaska is unbelievable. It's uh, it, interestingly, we were commenting a lot of things in Alaska uh, we have in Oregon as well, but it's just grand more grand yeah it's huge it's beautiful i mentioned to you seeing bald eagles up there is like seeing crows down here in portland
2: yeah, it was fun. It was really. It's cool. It's just that
3: common, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, it's so common.
2: And, and the people that we were with, it was so fun. One night, it was really cute. There was a couple that was sitting near us that were, I don't know, easily in their eighties, oh for sure in their eighties, yeah. And um, and every night there was something going on. Like the night of my birthday, they all come and sing, and the staff comes and sings, you sings happy birthday. But if there's something going on for someone else, they come and sing. And so they they kind of, you know, Sarah, I was gonna say, marinated. <laughs> Serenaded this couple, (laughs) couple one night, and marinating would be also interesting. But they serenaded them, they were singing to them. And uh, afterwards, when they were walking back to their room, we're like, Oh, you know, are you guys celebrating an anniversary too, since we were celebrating one. And sure enough, they said no. Well, first she got kind of confused. Yes. Well, no, no. And then she remembered, we're actually on our honeymoon. And they were in their 80s. They were so in their 80s. It was, sure sure honeymoon. It was sweet. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, we just had a blast. And, and the couple we got to sit with um, at dinner, one of the couples was a pastor and his wife from Long Island, New York. Oh, that really? was super fun. My hometown. Uh-huh.
1: You don't know which pastor and uh, their name of in church, do I I do. Um, his, name was was... Paul, his
2: name is Paul um, Shepard? Paul Patrick. Paul Patrick, yes. And it was, it was like Destiny
1: 19th. Cathedral.
2: Yeah, it's a new church there. I'll have to look that up. Many of my old friends are going there. Yeah,
3: it was it was great. It was it was fun. Um, And then since we kind of have this affinity for marriage and making sure marriages get start off on the right foot, we were helping this eighty year old couple with in their. As they yes. were newlyweds, be sure that they were complimenting each other and and, and holding hands <laughs> and things like that.
1: So, was it the first marriage for either of them, or am I correct in presuming that this wasn't their first? We decided though? not to ask. We, yeah, didn't,
3: we did. didn't get into that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, <did. laughs> it was. It was. It is a little hard to ask those questions of eighty-year-olds. Yeah. Life. Yeah. It's li- I don't know when life begins, but that's that's just a beautiful story. Newlyweds in their eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It never you got changes. Yeah.
3: Life. Life never changes. I, I had a patient yesterday and. She was eighty and uh, undergoing some life changes, and um, she was talking about how, you know, you you get to a certain age and you think that you don't have to do things anymore or you're kind of set in your ways or whatever. But she was having to move out of her home into a care facility, and and it's we had that conversation that life never changes, and it's just like this beautiful couple that that are uh, are newlyweds
1: now. Yeah.
2: yeah, that was neat.
1: Well, I do want to talk more about what it got. A marriage ministry exactly is, but let's backtrack a little. You talked about patients. So, do the two of you have a medical background? Any history behind that?
3: <laughs> yes, we do. I'm a physician. I'm a gastroenterologist. Yeah, uh, here in Portland with the Oregon Clinic, and um, we actually met in a hospital. Uh-huh. Actually, uh-huh. I, I was in between college and medical school and hadn't started medical school yet, and um, needed a job. So, I got a job in a small little lab at a at a community hospital and my beautiful wife was checking out um, pints of blood in the blood bank and so i was re- i was really excited by that
1: so do you remember the first time you laid eyes on her and she was yeah she was wearing a
3: green dress she had a lab coat on Flowing blonde hair like Farrah Fawcett.
2: (laughs) The the funny thing is, he does remember details. He is so good. I don't. I can't remember what we had for dinner last week. And he remembers those kind of things. He's so good at that. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You
1: are me and Pam. Uh, uh Really? Uh How do you remember that? How do you know who was your fourth-grade teacher? Uh, I don't know any of that.
2: Fourth-grade teacher and what you had for lunch on Wednesday in 1972. I mean,
3: it's... No, it was great. We... we, um, we met. We kind of we kind of were just kind of friends for a while, actually. Um, and then I got transferred to another hospital because I was being trained to draw blood. That's called a phlebotomist, and I would go out and in in the morning and draw blood on all the patients. And Lori was already really good at it. In fact, she kind of had the reputation in the in the lab that she was kind of the best at, at it. So I needed pointers, of course, and she 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 taught me how to how to draw blood.
2: I was the one that told them I was the best. I don't know that that was really a reputation. It was just what I said about myself. That's <laughs> actually
1: a gift. My wife, Pam, has hard-to-find veins. Mm. So anytime she has to give blood or wants to donate, she'll just walk in and not quite rudely, but very fervently say, just get me the best person you have <laughs> because I'm not an easy find mm. and not an easy draw. And then, then they draw straws and figure it out and then they poke her dozens of times so they actually get the right one. So it's not a very easy art to perform, is no, it? No, no, well, it's not. It's and not. That,
2: and and now 35 years later, you're still you're still stuck with that, and I have not. I have not stayed in the medical field at all.
3: Well, and she's not drawing blood from me anymore either, actually. <laughs> I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Has that attributed to your 35 years <laughs> yes, of happy marriage exactly. thus far? That's right. <laughs> so you began this marriage ministry called Agape Marrieds, or Agape Marriage Ministry, back in September 2011. So I definitely want to get back into more details on that as we begin our next segment. But in our final minute and a half or so, can you give us the big picture? What exactly is Agape Marriage besides a website and some really cool social media sites that I have linked up to the True Talk at 100.com page at Difference Makers. What's the big picture from 30,000 feet for agape marriage?
2: We Our heart's desire is to build marriages up, to make stronger marriages that are God-centered marriages, and and that's really it. We That's really important to us. When we look around and we see all these people that are married, and they have that glazed over donut hole look like, yeah, I'm just in this because I'm in this, that breaks my heart. And what we have seen is working with people, working with couples, um, just having a relationship with them changes lives, changes marriages, and so you know pointing him back to god pointing him back to a relationship with christ is the biggest deal and we have seen that in our own marriage we've seen that in our children's marriages and so that it's just a it's really important to us
3: i think our desire really with marriage is that you know jesus tells us to go out and be disciples and we have a very strong sense that the first person you should be a disciple with is your is your life partner basically mm-hmm. and and so um my I need to disciple my wife as much as she needs to disciple me. And that's really what we try and portray mm-hmm. through the different programs we have.
1: Mm-hmm. So when we return with Mike and Laurie Sheffield, we're going to find out more about the programs offered. But for right now, I'd like you to follow them on Instagram, agape underscore marriage. Follow them on Twitter at, at agape underscore marriage. On Facebook, it's Agape Marriage. You can email Mike and Lori at agapemarriage at iCloud.com. And the website is agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. More with Lori and Mike Sheffield next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here across the glass, my dear friend and wonderful program director, Justin Mansfield. Not only is he very good at what he does, but he's a dear friend, brother in Christ, mentor, and confidant. And he and James Blend, my other dear friend here, are just sure to make fun of my white headphones I have on today, but I can roll with that because I have my friends in the studio, Mike and Laurie Sheffield from agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. So, Mike, Laurie, thank you for joining us today. And are you still meeting on Sunday mornings at Lake Bible Church? We meet every Sunday morning at Lake Bible Church. That's kind of how Agape Marriage got started,
3: actually. We we were asked, I think back in, was it 2011, mm-hmm. I think, uh, the staff came to us and said, hey, we'd really like to get our, they, at the time called it Young Marrieds Group going, and we need some leaders. Would you guys be interested in doing that?
2: Yeah, and we, t- we decided it would sound like fun. We took it on. Um, I have been leading women's ministries for a really long time, and we, I have a real passion for building women up and growing women in their relationship with Christ, and Oftentimes, I would lead – it seemed that I would go into a marriage study. I'd lead a marriage study. And what I recognized really quickly is I can tell women how to be women, and I can tell women how we should change our attitudes and our, you know, whatever annoyances or quirks um, to make our marriages better but i can 't tell women how to be men, and I decided I needed my partner to do that and and it was kind to of to tell about,
3: women how to be men
2: yeah, to, <laughs> no <laughs> to tell men how to be men but to, but to how to build up your marriage from both perspectives because it can 't be just one sided and uh, so I started even just with the women 's studies coming home and having Mike write things, and then we 'd take it back and have you know have the wives take it home to their husbands. And then, shortly around that same time, we started doing the couples study uh, every Sunday morning at church, and it's just grown like crazy. And it's been so fun; it's just been great.
3: It's great. We have a we have you know you have a core group of couples in a Sunday school class. It's essentially Sunday school class, but we have a lot of people coming and going uh, all the time, and they're all they tend to be young married. We had to change the name from young marrieds to agape marrieds because. It was supposed to be, you were supposed to be married less than 15 years, and a couple of the couples were married just 15 years, and they said, <laughs> that means we can't come next week. <laughs> and it's like, no, you can still come. So we we changed it, and now we have lots of married couples
1: coming uh-huh. in. Yeah, so we have- would this include this 80-something-year-old couple of newlyweds <laughs> that you met on the cruise?
2: Absolutely. For some of they the would things that welcome. we do, we, they would be welcome. I love the mix of generations. That's such a big deal, because we can learn, we grow from each other, and that's Ba- the one of the basic foundations of of our marriage ministry is how couples grow we we have a model that we say you know we're we're building stronger marriages through his word his spirit and his people and his people are crucial we need his people we need each other we need the different different generations to say hey i was there i've been there because I think our kids don't get that. They don't recognize. The younger married couples don't recognize. They think that everything was handed to us. They see you know, someone in their 50s or 60s or 70s and don't remember. They also had to work hard and they had to be, um, I don't know, determined to stay married and have strong, good, happy marriages. And they need that example both ways. And we need the example of the young to... Oh, you know, it's,
3: it keeps us... I, I have said all the time, I mean, Lori and I kind of teach these couples, but... The reality is, is we're probably learning as much from them as they're Absolutely. learning from us. Absolutely, um, it, it's his people is is really key. Mm-hmm. We we there's so many stories that uh, different couples will have that we learn from. I've learned from lots of younger couples, all, older as well. And like Lori said, it's really important for them to kind of understand where we've been because they only see you, you know, in this finite period of time where you are right now, not realizing that. There was a time when we had no money and no place to live and, and, you know, working all nights of the, all hours of the night. So it's important for them to know that.
2: Those are some fun memories. though, so when I think back, when I look back, when we were newly married, and I have these just romantic visions of this really darling 350 square foot apartment that we could hear the guy <laughs> next door. You know, I mean, you could hear him washing his hands in the middle of the night. And I'm using that as the example than other than the what I really want to say. But it, it, it's it's good to look back and see where you've been. It you know, it just reminds you of where you are now and how much better it is even now. I mean, when we got married, I thought I was crazy about him. and You know, the the world spun around on the axis of Mike, and I think now that was just like a drop compared to what it is now, and it's Mm -hmm. just the years of growing and life together.
1: So when I talk about the church, Mike and Lori Sheffield, I'm not thinking about any particular denomination or congregation. I'm thinking of overall... Brothers and sisters following Christ, and it's salvation through his works alone, not by anything we do. We just receive his gift for free. So that being said, do you think that we as a church nowadays often maybe over-program to the point where we're separating age groups to a point that that is unhealthy or anti-biblical? Because the Bible tells us that the old and the young should work together to inspire each other and mentor each other simultaneously. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, at least. And yet, are there times that we kind of compartmentalize people and put them into a box and never mix it up, as I would imagine heaven's going to look someday.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because it says in Thessalonians, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as you are already are doing. And that is the reminder to the church. We need to keep doing that. We need to build each other up. I do think that churches are separating. I, I, no, I don't want to say churches. I think that we just as a society are kind of separating. We think, oh, I look more like, you know, this guy over here or this this couple over here. So what could I have that... That I could offer to some a younger generation, or the younger generation looking at the older generation, what could they have to offer us? And that's where we see. I mean, I think that's such a just a just such a lie, because that's where we see such huge growth is when we can look at each other and realize how much we have in common and how much we need to share those stories together. I, yeah, I do think that we as a society are separating us ourselves we,
3: out. We do. I think we compart, I think we compartmentalize ages. We compartmentalize genders. We compartmentalize religions and. Laurie and I are always talking about the Big C Church and his church. We still think it's extremely important for us as believers to be in a church body. There's no doubt about that. But everything we do is for the Capital C Church. Mm -hmm. And um, we learn a lot from each other. We learn a lot from older couples, younger couples, our children. I don't know how much I've learned over the years from Mm -hmm. my kids
1: so explain your family situation how many kids do you have roughly how old are they And current status things like that and what have you learned from your kids after 35 successful years of marriage
2: well i'm going to defer this one to mike because not too long ago we were at a wedding and i was talking about our kids (laughs) and i have they have all paused at a certain age for me and when i described them and their ages then the husband later on was i was talking to this couple the husband later on went over to mike and he mike got saying about our kids and their ages and the guy goes so you two have the same children, or is this a blended family, which would be lovely if it was? It's not. We, they are all our own, but We're our oldest our, our oldest is 32. She's 30, 33.
1: 33.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. She's,
1: she's 33. Is and... she
2: really 33? Is she 33 No, in
1: she's 33. Okay. okay. I'm not going to have to give one of you ride home after this interview, <laughs> no. am I? No, no. It's and
3: so she's, funny. She's
2: married. She's been married a year, this July. Yep. yep. Just had
3: her first anniversary, and our, our, our middle daughter, Emily, is married to Thomas. They just had their... Our fourth? fourth anniversary, two days ago. And Paul, our youngest, is 22 and works down in uh, Los Angeles. He he just graduated from Azusa Pacific University. Still single, still looking.
1: Yeah, so Quite should...
2: available, by we, the way. Yeah, is I don't know job. how
3: big your audience is. But... Uh, I've seen
1: him on Facebook. He's a good-looking young fellow. Yes, he takes after looking. his Strapping father. young man. Yes. <laughs>
2: He, he does take after you. In fact, <laughs> in fact when he was born, I, I, I don't know, the radio listeners can't see us, but Mike has a mustache. And I have never seen him in 35 years without his mustache. And so when our son was born, um, our families lived far away. And when Mike's mom was coming up to visit us, I taped a mustache onto my son's baby lip so she could see him so she'd really recognize him because he is a clone of you. Anyway, oh, that's yeah too cute. so and and so that's that's the ages so we have a twelve year spread from our kids our twelve years from the oldest to the youngest and it's been it's been awesome we love it
3: we we do love it we we learn um you asked what we learned from our kids i I learned a lot from my son, I think you kind of see it a little bit as a reflection or a mirror, and when I see him and his walk and the way he is with people and his tender heart, i kind of i know that he got that from his mother no um but but there there are things I learned from him in the sense of his approach to people mm. um, my my uh, Our middle daughter, Emily, has very much her mother 's personality, and I try and there 's no way I can emulate that, but if I can at least gather some of those um, those softer sides that i don 't have that 's probably one thing.
2: you know what you say that it 's so funny that you say that because I fall madly in love more with you every single time I watch my son, our son because. He is such a reflection of you, and I love that about him. And our oldest daughter is super analytical and organized and handles the medical stuff beautifully. She works at Nike, but she handles medical stuff beautifully. And she is a reflection of you, and, and physically, the oldest and youngest look just like you. The middle's more like me. but anyway, That is true. Anyway, it's great. It's great stuff.
1: So in our last couple of minutes before break, have you learned anything from these couples that you are teaching and mentoring and, and working alongside at Agape Marriage?
3: Yes, in fact, we we uh, we teach the Sunday school class, but we also at times meet with them one-on-one. In fact, we were just out to dinner the other night with a couple, and it's, it's just fascinating how God works in our lives, and as Lori said earlier, how he is working through them for us and probably through us for them. And it was fascinating talking to them. They gave a quick little story about how when they were first married, she had grown up in a kind of a broken home, multiple marriages, stepfathers, stepmothers, and she never really felt like uh she was going to be married forever. And they sat down one night had been over a rough patch and he said, "You don't need to be afraid. I am with I'm going to be here forever with you." And it like hit her in the face like cold water like she had never thought that before. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point she made this she made this kind of turn in her own life to say all right well i'm going to do that too and to see them together now you would never ever think that mm. it came that that mm. that, that mm. they came from that place mm. and you learn that god does these things in people's lives that are just literally miraculous sometimes
2: and and also i would what i would add to that is what we sometimes we'll be wrestling through something with a couple that they're struggling with and we'll go home and be like, yeah, we don't have this right. We've got to work on this. And so that's been really good for us, too. So we're learning from their life situations, and all of a sudden, it, it causes us to draw back into God's Word and say, what does God say about this? Because, you know, we haven't really got that gotten that right, and here we're trying to help this other couple get it right. And so we, we learn that way, too. It's it's really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my favorite part of it all.
1: Mike and Lori Sheffield are with Agape Marriage Connection. You can find out a lot more about their ministry by either visiting them at Lake Bible Church, the church of Pastor Jim Andrews of The Final Word, that's located on Southwest Carmen Drive in Lake Oswego. And this group meets 1045 every Sunday morning. You can find out more about Mike and Laurie's Agape Marriage Connection itself on the website, agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. More with Mike and Laurie Sheffield next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here, always happy to hang out with friends in the studio. In this case, it's Lori Sheffield, who founded and was one of the three co-hosts of For the Joy of It, and her husband, Mike Sheffield. And together, Mike and Lori Sheffield will be hosting Agape Marriage Connection on 93.9 KPDQ and also on True Talk 800 and we're looking forward to your radio ministry with more details on your website, agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. Where you'll also find out more information about a marriage building program that they call Reengage. So, can you give us the big picture on that, Lori, Mike?
2: You know what? It's interesting because we called our marriage group Reengage when we very first started because we wanted couples to reengage, reengage with their relationship with Christ, and reengage in their marriage relationships. And then, just coincidentally, we knew nothing about it. We found out that there was a marriage building program in Texas. And we were going along with our agape marriage group, but at that time called something else, and um, leading them. And we kept thinking, how could we do this marriage ministry stuff better? How could we see what other churches are doing? And we found out about this marriage program run out of Watermark Church in Texas, and they have a huge, huge staff that runs just their marriage ministry. So we went to a conference there to learn about what they do. We didn't think that we'd come back with a program. We just thought we'd come back with just seeing just some ideas. We went there, and they have— They've written this study, this re-engaged study that is 16 to 20 weeks, and it spends the first eight weeks really just getting their relationship right with the gospel, and then the last eight weeks getting their relationship right with each other. But it's all interwoven and mixed together, and we thought, this is our heartbeat. This is exactly what we do. Let's bring this back to Lake Oswego, Oregon, at Lake Bible.
3: And the beauty of the program is that it is biblically based so many times anymore, whether it's Um, religious marriage programs or secular marriage programs. I don't want to denigrate, but it's a little bit like psychobabble. And in our opinion, Christ is the center of of these marriages, or should be, and Reengage kind of brings that home through the 16-week program. And it's the true embodiment of uh, His Spirit, His Word, and His people, because you have to be in His Word through this program, and couples are learning from each other through the program and that's where the real that's where the real meat happens is is when we do this on Thursday nights in the fall this reengage program at Lake, Lake Bible Church we have last year I think we had 35 40 couples mm-hmm. and we we meet as a big group and have a, some teaching time have a lot of fellowship and then uh are in his word and in small groups and it's it's there have been some miraculous things that have happened mm-hmm. through that program, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm.
1: But without having to name names, do you have any great success stories from Reengage?
2: I have two that come to mind right away that I think of. The first one, my favorite, is um, they showed up with divorce papers in hand, and it was literally. heartbreaking, and it was something literally. That's
1: some opener coming to your marriage building yep. program with divorce papers. It was in our hand. it was
3: our first it was our first time We're, doing uh-huh, this. Also, uh-huh. it's quite intimidating, uh-huh.
2: and we thought we we always worried something like this could happen you know because we know it's for all, marriages at all stages and all ages and so we knew that there was a potential that some people were going to come and you know say that their marriage out of a 10 was a 7 but we didn't ha- <laughs> know that we'd have people coming and saying that there was their marriages were a 1 which honestly we should have because we had so many couples another impetus for us to get it started was we had so many couples coming and wanting to meet with us one on one that we finally were booking out every single you know night of the week and you know here's my poor husband running this you know, thriving medical practice and, and I'm like, okay, honey, we're going to meet with another couple tonight and it's like, okay, wow, too much, too much. So let's let's scale this down to one one, you know, something that we could do maybe one night a week and bring them all into one place. So we did know that we had some troubled marriages. We had some marriages that really were, you know, nine point eight that just wanted to be, you know, just better. So um but but so there was a couple that came with the divorce papers and at the end, um, they were living separately for a little while. At the end they were, you know, moved back in together and they were, you know, their goal was to work on it and their relationship with Christ was changed. And that was, that one just warms my heart. The other one is another favorite that it was a couple that were not churched, they had never been really to church. And they thought that maybe that would be good for them. They'd been living together for quite a few years and um, thought, you know what, I think we maybe need more to this than just, just living together. And so they Google searched um, engagement classes because then they were going to say they were engaged, and then they searched Bible teaching churches, and that brought them to the re-engage program at Lake Bible. Convoluted story, right? You know, it's like, how did you find us? And they came, and wow, seeing them. I mean, they we ultimately we we got them married, we got them uh, the right in a right relationship with Christ. Just you know god just had such a plan i mean how could that work out if it wasn't you know in his plan how could that happen it was just that, that was it was plan. it was
3: it's, it is it was beautiful and mm-hmm. it is beautiful and the beauty of reengages you you hear these stories of uh broken marriages or or difficult marriages getting getting better but some some people are coming because you know what our marriage is really good and we want to make it even better and this program does that we have a lot of people that walk in you have to rate your marriage when you first come in And they're they're at eight, nine, somewhere in there. And we've had the most many comments from those that said, this has been so good for us. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, you only had to go up till 10, so what did you learn? But they're more cohesive as a team. And I think the key is is they've brought Christ back into their marriage and made him the center of their marriage. And I think that's when they feel like they're really on the same
1: page. So what kind of people are you looking to recruit for re-engage mike and laurie sheffield are these strictly people from lake bible church and lake as we go only are you reaching out beyond that how many people who are not believers are coming to re-engage
2: you know that's that's such a great question. question we i think what happens is in our own church bodies we don't want to be that vulnerable and um we absolutely are about building up marriages in the in the community and everywhere we go It's just a bonus that we get to do it in our body that we love. I would say even 75% of the group, um, the last couple groups have not been from Lake. And then now we have more and more people from Lake as well. So no, it's all about building couples up in, like I said, all ages and stages. One of the other favorite things, uh, couples that are either getting ready to be empty nesters or are empty nesters and are recognizing, you know, Gosh, my kids are all gone. I've got to like this spouse that I'm living with. And what we see so often is couples living super parallel lives. They're just going through life down the track, you know, and and there's no there's no crossing over on the tracks. They're just really parallel. And they recognize maybe there's something better out there. Those couples are really fun because they're the ones that would rate their marriages seven or eight. And then after going through this and kind of re- reigniting that relationship they have with Christ and reigniting that relationship with their spouse, they realize, yeah, we were more like a three. <laughs> and, and that's not our goal. To, yeah, it really wasn't as good as you thought. That's not what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> but, but they they desire to have marriages that are really good and thriving, not just coexisting.
3: But we we've had couples from... We had a couple from Gresham. Mm-hmm. We had multiple couples from Newburgh, mm-hmm. all coming up to Lake Oswego. I think they felt like their marriage was important enough that they could drive a few miles to um, improve it. And as far as believers, unbelievers, a lot of times we look at a marriage ministry as a side door into the church because when you have this one couple, Lori alluded to earlier, they were they they looked for a Bible church, but they weren't believing they weren't a believing couple. They now are. And it was trying to improve their marriage that got them to see Christ. And, and I used to,
2: I used to say it was like a bait and switch. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. Tell them <laughs> you know, because it's really easy to invite your spouse or that couple that lives next door to go to a, something, a program that's going to build their marriage up. And then when we let them, when the when we let them see that really it's not, and it's not about what we're teaching. It's not about the book. It's about that relationship building, those stronger relationships. First and foremost, with Christ, and then with each other, mm-hmm. and 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 it kind of it's like it lights a fire under them. They get it, and they're they're drawn in.
1: Right. So, do you believe that a lot of the marital issues people are having nowadays would be in the earlier years, or perhaps after they have kids and they're they're hitting middle age, and all of a sudden they're empty nesters?
3: I think if you were to ask me, I think it they have problems in the early years. In the children years, in the teenage years, <laughs> in the graduate years, in the empty nest years, yeah I, yeah, I think
2: it's across the board.
3: It's it's across. It literally is. It well, it is across the board. It's different issues each time, mm-hmm. but it's still these external factors that are affecting the marriage, which is why we try and teach so much about discipling each other.
2: Well, and we know that marriage is is definitely under attack. Christian covenant marriages are under attack, and our son said it the other night when he was talking to Mike, he said, you know, he's living down in California. He works for the L.A. Clippers. He's got this really cool job and he gets to show these really big, cool guys, you know, where their seats are going to be or whatever. And most of them are coming in there with their mistresses. And his point was they don't want to be in the area where the cameras are going to see him because they don't want to be found out. And he said to Mike, he said... I bet you in 30 years, marriage is not going to be where it is today. He said, people are not going to be getting married because this is what we're seeing as examples. And we feel passionate about that. We've got to change the attitude towards marriage. Marriage should not be something that we're just going along with. It should be strong and vital. And so when you see these couples that have problems, I mean, oftentimes the problem that they come to see us for, talk to us about really isn't the problem. It's so much deeper, but there is stuff going along at all stages. I mean, I think you said that really well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it really is across the board, friends. Yes. What I love about you, Mike and Lori Sheffield, is on your website and your social media, you really point people toward the Word. And among other things, Proverbs fourteen twenty six. and I'll quote your words up there, which read, When kids see their parents model the relationship that God intended, families are strengthened. Mm. Let's get to the heart of these families before the kids are in trouble. Mm. And one way that you can help out your family— is by building up your marriage. And Reengage is a marriage building program that runs for 16 to 20 weeks in the fall. It'll be held at Lake Bible Church on Southwest Carmen Drive in Lake Oswego. And you can find all the details when you follow Mike and Lori and Agape Marriage on their various forms of social media, which include Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you could also look at their website, agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. When we return, more about life, marriage, faith, and more from Mike and Lori Sheffield right here on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thank you for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee with dear friends in the studio, Mike and Lori Sheffield. You may remember Lori as one of the three co-hosts of For the Joy of It alongside Julie Whitman and Joy Roberts. Now she will be a co-host with her own husband, Mike, on Agape Marriage Connection, both on True Talk 800 and our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ. And you can find out more about their radio ministry, along with Agape Marriage and Re-Engage and all these other resources to help build marriages closer to Christ. And you would be amazed at how many problems that could prevent or deter building family and having kids and raising them. So make sure that you follow Agape Marriage on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as checking out their website, agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. So Mike, Lori, thank you for coming in today, and I want us to just backtrack a little bit. You've had a great marriage for 35 years and going, but can you tell me where you grew up, Mike? I grew up in Southern
3: California, Fullerton, in Orange County, California, born and raised, actually, and then... Through school, lived in Long Beach, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We actually lived in Guadalajara, Mexico, for a couple of years. In fact, we still actually think that that's a bit of a monument for us. I uh, went to medical school in Guadalajara, Mexico. I couldn't get in, in in into California, and so actually, it was after I met Lori. She she worked down the the hall, hall from one of the advisors that brought students back to the United States, and so. We uh, went to Mexico on our two-month anniversary. We had been married August 6th, and on uh, October 6th, I took a plane from LAX down to Guadalajara into this foreign country. I knew a little bit of the language because I had taken Spanish in high school. But um, Yeah, I we, took
2: Spanish in high school too, and I didn't know any of the language <laughs> anyway. anyway. But, but we, uh,
3: we uh, set up a life down there, really, for two years while, while I was going to school. And we still think that that was a monument for us because it was just us. Uh, it was us and the Lord, really. Mm-hmm. And we we had to rely on each other. We didn't have family intruding. Mm-hmm. And it was, if you told me to go there tomorrow and do that again, I'd say, no, sorry, that's not going to happen. But But at the time, you know, you're young, you don't know any different. And it was beautiful for us because we had our own little life and it was a uh, slower pace than it was in Southern California.
2: Well, and Mike, um, you said something too. You said we've had a, you know, I don't know if you said this, but this is what I heard: <laughs> a perfect marriage for thirty-five years. Yes, and, yes, that's and, and, true. And then <laughs> we won't talk
3: about anything <laughs> no, else.
2: And, and the truth is that is not true. There has definitely been bumps. There have definitely been hard things. And why I think living in Guadalajara was such a monument for us. I was twenty-two years old by a couple of months. Mike was, you know, just a little bit older, and. There we were in this foreign land, but away from all of our families. And we have lovely families, I suppose. Very intrusive. I mean, they're messy. There's, you know, life is messy. It is not all that you think it is. And so it was good for us to be away from that, because I think otherwise we would have had you know, moms and mother-in-laws Butting in really to everything, and, and bless our hearts if they're listening, you know, forgive us for this. But it's true, we needed that separation, and I think that's really good for other couples too. It's mm-hmm. okay to be separated from that because it goes, it takes us right back to scripture where it says, you know, for this reason, a man will leave his father and a mother will be united to his wife, and they'll become one flesh. But the, the leave and cleave, we've got to leave those parents of ours. We've got to get away from that.
3: We see, you asked about problems, and and that that has that families can sometimes be intrusive, mm-hmm. and I think it's important. Uh, Christ set it up so it's it's a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and he he not only says it, uh, God not only says it in in Genesis, but Christ reiterates it in Matthew mm-hmm. that um, the two shall become one, mm-hmm. and you leave your mother and father. That doesn't mean. You know, Monday through Friday you leave them, but on Saturday and Sunday you go back to them. And-
2: or, or if you're having trouble, you, you know, you call them. Right. And even if you have really non-intrusive family, even if you have lovely family, it's good for you to establish yourself as a couple. And mm-hmm. that's what we've seen over and over again, you know, just establishing your the way that you guys want to do things, how you want to celebrate holidays, how you want to raise your children—all of it—I think it's wonderful when we have um, a legacy that we have left that our kids want to follow the faith that we have followed and and make it their own and have the kind of marriage that they got to you know live under. That's that's a beautiful thing, but that's not most people's testimony.
1: So, Mike, Lori, were you both Christians before you met each other? Yes.
2: Mike would I, Mike would yes. say yes and you and you were and he was walking with the Lord and I said that I was. Yes, I absolutely said that I was when I got married. But it was through being married to Mike and really seeing what a real relationship with Christ was was how I learned who Christ really was. I mean, I went through the premarriage counseling and if the pastor, you know, I'm not going to marry someone unequally yoked and I remember thinking, okay, what does that mean? Okay. Okay, yeah, then I can answer. I can check all the boxes. I can say exactly what this man needs me to say because I wanted to do the right thing. But it was it was after years of watching my husband, my sweet husband, who had a true relationship with Christ, that I thought, okay, that's what I want because I didn't know that I didn't know that before we were married.
3: You know, and Lori says that, and I appreciate her saying that. But I would say in the last five years, my relationship with Christ has grown even stronger because of my view of how her walk is, mm. and I think that's one of the beautiful things in in certainly in our marriage, and I hope in a lot of people's marriage is that. Christ calls us to be married to be more holy, not necessarily more happy, and I can certainly say that Lori has made me a little more holy than I, I was, though I thought I was pretty darn holy.
2: <laughs> and that to exclude that I have made you really happy. Come on, just tell Oh, me and the happy.
3: Yes, yes, I'm
1: happy too. <laughs> well, it's wonderful that you've built each other up, not only financially and with your kids, but spiritually as well. So let's backtrack to you, Mike Sheffield. Yeah. When did your faith become your own?
3: That's a great question. I... You know, I was a, grew up in a Baptist church, so I accepted Christ at eight, eight years old in my Sunday school class, and um, I did have very good—I um, I had Christian parents, and we did grow up in a um, Christian home, and I think th- it's a great question about when did it become your own, and, and I've really kind of struggled with that for a while because I think it's always been my own, but it's been— it's been through all sorts of different circumstances. My my dad was killed in an airline accident when I was a sophomore in college, and I I really am thankful that I relied on God through that whole situation. I didn't like turn away. So I would say that is kind of a milestone in my life where I kind of leaned into into Him. I grew up in a wonderful church. I actually, grew up in, in Chuck Swindoll's church uh, in Fullerton, California, and so I always had the Word. Uh, with me all the time. But honestly, I, I truly feel that I am a much more mature, uh, have a much more personal relationship with Christ, really in the last probably decade. Mm. And and I attribute it to our life together. Mm.
1: So that's good to hear. So as for you running marriage ministry, whether it's Re-Engage, Agape Marriage, or the radio ministry of Agape Marriage connection. I've got an unusual question for you right now. I have many single or divorced friends who feel alienated from the Mm. church. Mm. As leaders of a marriage ministry, where could we do a better job, or what do you have to share with my single friends?
2: You know, we've had a single woman that has um, asked us before if she could come to our classes, and We're just dumbfounded that someone would feel like they have to ask that question. Of course, we want you there. And her point is, and she's she's probably in her forties. Her point is, she's never been married. She didn't come from you know she came from messy, and she wants to know what good marriages are like. I think we have done a lot wrong with marriages, and part of what we have done wrong, especially marriages in the church, is we have not. We've not been real. We've not been honest. It's kind of like when I went into women's ministry, I was asked to be a leader. I was leading Bible studies really before that relationship that I even had with Christ was real, and I didn't even know it. And so the same thing with marriage is when we get to hear other people's stories, when we hear that... Life is messy and we come from messy backgrounds and so then you put these two people with with messy backgrounds together in one household, it should all be good. Now you go to church, everything's gonna be good, everything's gonna be perfect, and boy, that's so not true. Well
3: um, and I think I think speaking to the, the single people, I mean, life isn't about marriage. Life is about Christ. Yes and, and I think to the single your single friends and, and our single um friends. It's really about being in His Word, Mm -hmm. and I think it's really, you asked me, when did my relationship become real with Christ? To me, that's the real relationship that you should be relying on. I love my marriage, I love my wife, but it's the relationship with Christ that that should be the real one that you're you're really yearning for.
1: We're speaking with Mike and Lori Sheffield, the co-hosts of Agape Marriage Connection. Make sure to listen Thursdays at 2.30 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. Also coming Sundays at 11.30 a.m. on True Talk 800 right here. And in our final minute or so, Mike, Lori, anyone you want to send a shout out to? Any words of encouragement that you can share?
2: Well, we love our body. We love our church. We love, Lake Bible Church, and we love our kids. You know, so Erica and Josh, Emily and Thomas, and Paul, without a spouse, he's single, <laughs> and a cute girl that wants to <laughs> run by me. Let me just pick you out for him. That's it.
1: That's an NBA fan. Paul, this is going out to you. If you bring the Blazers, Blake Griffin, I can guarantee you're going to have a lot of Christian Portland Trailblazer fans <laughs> looking you up on Facebook, bro. Just kind of putting it out there. So thank you so much, Mike and Laurie Shefford of Agape Marriage. With more information on the website, agapemarriage.org. That's agapemarriage.org. Make sure to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all these links are conveniently put on our website at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page. So thank you so much, Mike and Laurie Sheffield, and thank you for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800.